Good morning. Welcome to the Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. No real announcements this week. We're, uh, we're going to jump into a serious topic. Um, Roundtable is kind of being focused on presenting to guys who are maybe just, um, I don't want to say forgotten in F3, but just underserved. So this is, an, uh, I'm going to do a normal disclaimer. This is another episode. If you got, uh, you're driving in the minivan, you've got the kids in the back, I'm going to give you a quick second. And you can just forward to the next show. This is probably not a great show to, uh, and probably not a great show to listen with your kids. Maybe listen to it once if it's a good. If you if you feel like it applies, listen to it later with them. But uh, I'm going to give you a quick second. That should give you enough time that you can forward on to the next show. And I'm going to set the table a little bit. We're going to talk uh, mental battle. And so I got a couple of really good guys, really good friends of mine, are going to talk about. Uh, the mental battle, and uh, they're going to share their personal testimony. And so, like I said, it's not a great show for the uh, kids to listen to, but a uh, good show for all you guys to listen to. So we're going to start with the easy stuff first. So Dark Helmet, who eh how long have you been doing F3? Uh, Aha. So uh, I was kind of uh, half eh by, like, a bunch of people who, you know, I kept hearing about F3 and kept hearing about F3. There was one guy I, I like to attribute it to, um, his name was White Snake. Um, he's out of kind of that Mint Hill, Waxaw, kind of over that way in kind of Charlotte metro area. Um, he was a guy that I had worked with some, and he got all skinny, or skinnier anyway. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, it's this F3 thing. And they started telling me what you guys do out there, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, that was about uh, almost eight years ago, uh, so I just sort of showed up on a Saturday one time and, uh, uh, you know, just by myself and got a name and got a mission, and, boy, I haven't looked back since. Yeah, so a uh, special Friday shout-out to uh, Whitesnake, who was, um, for those guys who kind of that Mint Hill, South Charlotte, uh, Whitesnake. Yeah, Matthews. Solid, solid yeah, guy. Somewhere there. Yep. Yeah, solid, solid guy. So special Friday shout-out to him. And then I know I'm just going to let you – I know you got a couple friends now that do F3, so I'm going to let you do your kind of shout-out list. Everybody you got to get out uh, that we got to make sure you get your shout-outs to. Let's get those going. Go. Oh, uh, you know, the, the only shout-out that I really want to give uh, this week is to every, every one of my favorite regions uh, and Hamburglar from Myrtle Beach. That's it. I'm going to tell you you got to do one more shout-out. Uh help me you know uh we got a guy who we have a common friend that apparently you're doing a small syndicated radio show with with approximately seven listeners uh, right now oh you, you know that common, you mean my you know uh, that common my, friend my burgeoning yeah yeah my burgeoning social movement of two plus with uh with the the dreadliest catch the the man the myth the legend himself mr dave redding that guy yeah, I'll give a shout yeah, out to Red because uh, we we have uh, what I think you're referring to is we, we've started a new podcast um, together uh, called the Minivan Centurion, and um, you can find it if you just go to Apple Podcasts and search Minivan Centurion, uh, you'll find it. Uh, we're about 13, 14 episodes in, something like that now, and um, it is it's kind of um, it's it's Dred and I, so it's you know that we put the band back together, and um, we're uh, it's kind of. Uh, it's not an F3 official podcast. We do talk a little bit about F3 stuff. Um, but generally, it's kind of a, a, the way to look at a, the world um, 
we believe as as a man who will uh and i'll just give you kind of the, the high level credo man it's like uh we sort of say hey look if you're if you're into loving and protecting your family um if you're into being an asset in your community and if you are into um you know fighting to hold the middle right so keep keeping the extremes from from tearing us all apart then then you're probably uh, at least minivan centurion curious right mc curious and uh, you should probably check out the podcast excellent and uh and I miss I, the guys in Dallas take great care of me, but I don't really have anybody to talk crap to to dread. So I'm just going to go ahead and do my <laughs> special shout out. Of, you Perfect. know, he is my he is my favorite baby boomer under five foot five tall. Um, you know, the guy's a solid five foot four and a half, and he oh is my, my favorite guy. That's a baby boomer that's under five foot four. And uh, if he would ever like to come to Dallas, we can wrestle. And I miss that guy. So, all right. Uh, hey, uh, thank you. Thank you for all that. And uh, congratulations on your new show. Drop Thrill. Who EH? How long have you been doing F3? See, fan. Good to talk to you again. Uh, this thing is getting like a regular thing every year. Uh, so I was EH by a combination of a couple guys from Area 51. Uh, it's funny that White Snake was a friend of mine I used to post with as well, uh, so our paths crossed as well. Um, so there were several guys, uh, Big League Chew out of Mint Hill. Uh, of course, there wasn't a Mint Hill up free back then. Uh, had played a small part in getting that started. Uh, excuse me, uh, Schedule C, he is down in Waxhaw now, and uh, one of the guys is escaping right now. So there's three guys that it took me uh, took to actually get me engaged and get me on uh, a headlock. Took took about three months because they tried to start about December, and I was like, "It is too cold to get out in F3. What are you talking about going out?" So I finally submitted in about March uh, and started in F3 Area 51, South Charlotte. And when it was out six years ago, seven years ago, how many years ago was that? Uh, it is coming up on. Seven or eight. It was 2014, March 2014. Okay. So, kind of on eight years. Excellent. Excellent. And a special uh, Friday shout out, uh, roundtable shout out to those guys. White Snake again. Um, in case you guys aren't paying attention, uh, hashtag ABH because obviously White Snake got it, and that dude, uh, that dude has got a lot of guys involved with F3. So, uh, Thrill, why don't you? Uh, you got any shout outs? Anybody you need to? And we need to call out before we get started. Uh, I'll give a shout out to the the boys in Mint Hill because uh, I played like I said a small part in uh, getting Mint Hill started and, uh, and then I left and went to Port Mill. <laughs> uh, so uh, those guys just celebrated I think their fifth year this year. Um, one of the guys that I eached over the years he actually became their Nantan and he's actually handed things off just recently. But uh, really proud of those guys um, and all they have accomplished. Uh, they actually split off from Mecca and became their own region. So Mint Hill is their own region now. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And shout out to the guys in Mint Hill. All right, well let's uh, let's just jump into it. So uh, if you're a new listener to the roundtable, um, Thrill kind of started talking a little bit about it. One of the things we recognized early on with F3 is when we started getting big groups of guys together, we realized that mental health is just a huge issue with uh, 
basically the same demographic as we try and approach when we you know when we're headlocking guys. We realize uh, it doesn't matter if you're young or you're old or in between. Um, guys seem to struggle with mental health, and once you kind of get fit, get some friends, try and figure out that faith component. Some guys really struggle with trying to figure out where they're exactly at in that, with that mental health. And so we've, uh, we started the F3 mental battle, and I'm going to say this is probably close to five years uh, that we've started this and had something a little more formal where we, uh, we approach the nation and say, hey, try and recognize it and make a difference. And so, Thrill, why don't you go ahead and set the, tables for, uh, set the table for the listener, uh, listeners and say kind of I know you, you have the history a, little, you know, a lot better than I do. Why don't you take it from there? Sure, I'll be glad to see Sam. Uh, so I believe it's uh, four years ago. Um, the reason this all started was because of this show. Um, um, Miyagi and Arobi, who um, Arobi is still up in Louisville, I believe, and Miyagi went to the great state of Florida, so he's down in the Tampa area. Um, so those two guys um, started that middle battle workout, um, I believe, about four years, four and a half years ago. Um, they came on uh, the round table and talked to you about it, C-SPAN. And um, at the time, I was really kind of struggling, what, what is my D2X? What is my passion uh, that I can hopefully contribute to in F3? And this was it for me. Um, myself, personally, I've struggled with mental health, um, thankfully much better these days. But um, I really struggled from my teen years on uh, just, you know, body image issues from struggling with my weight. Um, and then a lot of that was also chemical because my mother had uh, major chemical imbalances uh, in her brain. Um, we never found out completely what it was because she was very private, but it was, uh, you know, something in the bipolar region or, you know, in the – I don't even know how to describe it. She she could be very sweet and kind, and then the next minute flip, and be very violent, uh, not physically, but just you know, vocally, verbally, um, and you know, it, and the time when they actually found out what was going on, she actually had a, a complete mental breakdown, um, and but she was also so intelligent that she actually tricked the doctors into thinking she was fine. And they let her drive herself home, even though she was actually having a complete mental breakdown at the point. And um, after some treatment and getting her on some medication, um, they were actually able to stabilize her, you know, mentally for the rest of her life. Um, because of that, um, we uh, started, or I started the uh, Mental Battle uh, Twitter account uh, about three and a half, whatever it was, four years ago after um, Yagi and Aurobi had done the, the workout, because I went to them, I said, do you guys want to, you know, run with this? Do you want to keep this going? And they're like, well, no, it, we really kind of just wanted to do the workout, and that was it. And I said, well, do you have, do I have your blessings to continue with this? And they said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So um, so I started with the Twitter account, and then um, I've really been amazed at how, you know, I just see a lot of activity from coast to coast now, and I'm – I'm waiting for that first tweet from somewhere in the UK or, you know, somewhere in the rest of the world uh, talking about this. But, you know, it is very important because suicide is one of the, uh, I mean, 90% of the suicides in America 
somewhere in that, that percentage are male. Most of the people that are killing themselves are guys. And unfortunately, in the past year alone in F3, we've lost multiple guys in just the Charlotte region. I know there's been more, more guys around the country, but it's just it's a pandemic in its own right, and, and we've got to focus on getting hold of it as much as we can. So I um, I can't ever hear your testimony without saying I I know uh, I first of all I appreciate your candor and being your willingness to share about your mom because I uh, you know I I know you and I know you still struggle with that and I just I appreciate you being candid with the listeners and telling people hey this is just something I'm dealing with and then uh, my mom did the best she could but you know this is I know she struggled with it and and I'm struggling with it I just I you know thrilled we don't ever we don't ever thank you enough for being the guy who who took this and just really ran with it. So uh, thank you, brother, for doing that on behalf of the nation. So, thank Helmet, you. I um, – yeah, and Helmet, I, I I know we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, I know part of the reason you're here today is you would like to share a little bit. And I, the listeners probably only, only know you as the guy who's fun at workouts and screams and chirps at people, but uh, – Part of the reason you're here is you know this is a serious topic too, and so we appreciate your candor. And I know you probably want to share some stuff with the with the listeners, and I, I'm going to basically get out of your way, and I'm just going to give you the floor. Cool. No, I appreciate that. A um, couple things. One, I'm here. Uh, yes, this is something that that uh, that is a, a a big topic to talk about uh, across F3 Nation, uh, and I am here because Thrill asked me to be, and. I look at F3 Battle as an extension of Thrillmania, which I believe is continuing to sweep uh, the continent and uh, regions beyond. And uh, he, he's a high-impact man who's doing, uh, who's doing good work. You know, it's one of these things, C-SPAN, mental illness doesn't run in my family. It gallops, <laughs> right? It's, a, uh, it's something that has uh, affected our, our family for, well, for forever. Um, uh, my, and I, look, this is not something I'm on some kind of hobby horse and I don't necessarily really honestly enjoy talking about this to a a great degree. Um, it's still, even though I deal with it and I see it and, you know, and, and I encourage other guys to talk about it, it is still something that I think as men, we struggle to be very open about and be vulnerable about. And I felt like, I guess, uh, a thrill asked me to, and I'll do anything thrill asks me to, um, and B, I kind of felt like, you know, um, if, if I've been blessed and, and asked to serve in this capacity, um, then uh, maybe it would be worthwhile to share some things, uh, you know, about my life that, that could help another guy and also might make it a little more okay for us to discuss uh, some of these things, right? So I'm going to get a little more open, a little more vulnerable. And so, again, this isn't like uh, – it's not something I just, you know, love just talking about to everybody. In fact, I, I dare say I've, I've not shared some of these things out loud to very many people and certainly not to the PACs um, at, at large. So uh, everybody give me a little grace on that one, right? So my, you know, mental illness is something, especially if you have, a, if there's some sort of chemical imbalance there, right, and your neurons just don't fire the way that they're supposed to, um, then uh, that, that has a, a very strong genetic component to it, right? And my grandfather on my mother's side, so my mom's dad, was the kind of crazy that would, the voices in his head would tell him to sit in the closet and watch grandma 
all day and like spy on her and stuff like that, right? I mean that. So he was at that level of of uh, of illness, and uh, you know had some schizophrenic tendencies and some things in there that that uh, went along with that. My my father, so on his side of the family, uh, all his dad and, and I think even his dad's dad, right? Uh, so you know, great great grandpa, whatever, right? Great grandpa. Um, we're all uh, raging alcoholics. Um, my dad's uh, particular uh, poison was he would, you know, he was a <laughs> he was an oral surgeon, so he would prescribe himself uh, good, you know, fun medicines, you know, to uh, <laughs> painkillers and stuff, right? And uh, and you know, he's in recovery. Obviously, he's not doing that now, but um, but you know, he he you know was hospitalized, and or I guess that's not the right word. Uh, uh, you know, was sent to a treatment facility uh, at one point uh, for that. Um, I've got a, you know, my older sister has been in treatment facilities at different times because she has such a severe um, problem with, uh, with you know, major depressive disorder that she, uh, you know, times has just found it unbearable. And she, she had to be, uh, you know, hospitalized so that she could get treated and, and, you know, brought under control and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, most of my siblings, uh, you know, struggle with this in some way or other because, again, it came from both sides of the family. Uh, my father, besides being an alcoholic, it was also had bipolar disorder. And I think some of that alcoholism was uh, to try and kind of self-medicate to, uh, to keep himself from, uh, uh, you know, from feeling all those feelings all the time, right? So, like, when I said it gallops, I meant it. And, um, and you know, this, I don't remember the numbers anymore from, you know, back in graduate school when you took all these classes and they told you all the psychology things that you're supposed to remember. But um, it's some crazy thing, like, if you're, if you're one side of the family has mental illness of some kind, like major depressive disorder or something like that, then your, your chances of developing it yourself are, you know, like 50% or something, right? And if you if you've got bipolar and schizophrenia and all this kind of stuff and it's on both sides of the family, like, you're pretty much just doomed. <laughs> There's no avoiding it. Like, you're just going to be, something's going to happen. You're going to have some of this stuff, right? And so for me personally, though, uh, outside of having, you know, parents and grandparents who struggled uh, with this mental battle and outside of having, you know, siblings with, with this mental battle, I also have, you know, it's something that uh, doesn't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I struggle with it in the same way that I used to by any means. Um, but uh, it was, you know, 20, 25 years ago, something like that, that, uh, that I really had some, uh, and without getting into the, the, the deep details of exactly why or where, um, I, I kind of went off the deep end uh, a little bit and had some very strong, um, you know, very difficult thoughts uh, of ending my life. Um, I had some very difficult thoughts about, you know, what I was going to become or how I was going to live or, you know, any of these kinds of things, right? And it was a very, uh, you know, it's funny. I go back and read my journal from, from that time of life, and it's like, whoa, this, this reads a little dark, man. <laughs> right? And it's funny because now, you know, 20-something years later, I consider myself to be an incredibly optimistic person. Uh, I'm, I try to, I mean, I'm, there's never a time when I'm not telling jokes, you know, and I try to be very upbeat and positive, and, and I really don't have uh, – the same degree of, of, you know, struggle like I used to. Um, but it's still something that, that is always lurking and always kind of there. And it is also funny to me that, you know, in fact, we talked about this in, in church on Sunday. It's funny to me that, you know, 25 years ago, we were showing the same slides saying it's really difficult to talk about. And, you know, there's still this stigma around it. I'm like, how are we not any better off 25 years later? I think we've made some progress, right? But, but how are we not, you know, way further along and guys just feeling like this is a normal thing? Like, 
we, we still think of it as a negative. We still think of it as a, a weakness. You know, we still think that by, by struggling with, uh, you know, any kind of mental illness, or you can just, you know, that's the reason I really like it's called mental battle, because it could just be the stress and, and, you know, difficulties of life that are piling up, right? And, but we still have this, this weird thought that we're supposed to do it all alone, that we're supposed to be stronger than, you know, than is reasonable, that we're supposed to, you know, never talk about this kind of thing or never let on that we're, we're not holding it together. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's just funny to me that 25 years, you know, in the making, we're still talking about it in the same, you know, in a, many of the same ways. Like we're saying, oh, it's, it still has this negative connotation. It still has this negative, you know, way of looking at it. I think that um, the things that I want guys to know and the things when I think about my own personal situation, right, is if you are just in that kind of a, a space where nothing seems to be clicking, I mean, no matter what you do, you still feel negative. You still feel dark inside. You still feel, you know, like nothing's ever going to get better. And you just want to lay in bed all day or you know, whatever the things might be, or you take it to drinking to try and medicate or, you know, some of this kind of stuff. The, my personal feeling is that the splitter, uh, as we kind of call them on the, on the MC podcast, right? Um, is, uh, you know, it's designed to keep you down. It's designed to try and isolate you and to keep you away from people. And, um, you know, we, we talk about it, you know, in Q source and F3 all the time, but men are, we're pack animals. You know, we're not meant to be alone. We're not lone hunters. That's, that just doesn't work. Right. And we always have known that. And, and so one of the things that I did not do well early on uh, when I was dealing with some of these things um, from, you know, on my own myself is I totally isolated. I totally locked myself away. You know, wouldn't let people come over, wouldn't let anybody help, wouldn't let anybody talk to me, wouldn't let, you know, whatever. And um, eventually it gets to a point where you're like, I got to do something different, you know, and, and, and you start to let people in and start, start doing some things. But um, the, the, the thing I think I want guys to know is number one, you can't do it by yourself uh, and you shouldn't. And there's no shame in, in, having people around to help you. It's always funny, Susan, you know, like, and we use the analogy a lot, but I, I still think here we are 25 years later saying the same things. I'm going to say one of the same things I've heard for 25 years, but if you were diabetic, you'd take insulin, right? You'd go to a freaking doctor. Like, you would feel bad. This is very similar in the sense that many times it's a physical thing. It's a, it's a, a neurotransmitter issue, you know, and, and there's, it's just because your brain, for whatever reason, at this particular time, isn't producing things that it's supposed to, or it's producing too much of something, or, you know, whatever it is, and you just got to regulate it. It's like anything else, it's like your metabolism. It's like, you know, whatever it might be. But, but we, we still have this tendency to think, oh, it's a, it's a character flaw. It's a, it's a problem that way, right? And I remember, um, you know, it just the, the darkness and the, 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 the fear and the solitude uh, not good solitude, but just the aloneness, the loneliness that you feel when you're sitting in it and you're kind of going, man, I, I just don't know if anything's ever going to get better ever, you know? And, um, and I can say that if you go to the right doctors and if you have the right people around you and if you're willing to open up, you, it is so, it's like comical. As soon as somebody knows that you're dealing with that, it's like, oh, yeah, my brother does, or oh, my mom does, or, or I do, or, you know, everyone I know, you know, <laughs> people will come out of the woodwork uh, to tell you how you're not alone and how you're going to be okay. And, and so the, the battle, I love what Thrill's doing as far as raising awareness 
because we can't fix something or we can't, you know, treat it or, or take care of it or whatever if we're not willing to acknowledge it, right? So I, I think this is a super important initiative of the nation, and I'm grateful that he has taken on that, that sort of national cue of, of mental battle uh, role, you know, and, and he's, he's out there working it. Um, and uh, I think it's super important because it's, it's, it's just one way that we are trying to normalize it and make sure that guys know, you know, and are aware and are awake about it. He's right. We have lost a good number of packs this year. Um, guys already struggle. You know, it's funny. I don't know the number of attempts of suicide between men and women, but men tend to use more lethal methods, and so they're more successful in their attempts. Uh, and so that's why the statistics are so weighted on the other side, right, on, on, our, on our end of things. Um, I don't know if we struggle more or less, um, but the pressures that we feel tend to drive us to that as an option more readily, and we tend to use more lethal methods, and so that's why this rate is so high. We've had a number of packs that have, have, have taken their lives. Um, so if you're a guy looking around and saying, ah, uh, you know, Schmidlap doesn't look so good. Something ain't right. He hasn't been out a long time. You know, and, and you see these changes in behavior, and you, you kind of just get a sense of this guy looks a little dim and, you know, blue and, and down in the dumps, you know. Like, something ain't right. Usually it's a change in behavior. Um, you know, he was posting a lot more, and now he doesn't. Or, you know, he used to come to everything second F, and he hasn't in a long time. Or when he does show up, he just kind of is off to one side, and he's not really interacting, you know, or whatever it is, right? So keep an eye on these guys. Right? Don't be afraid and don't be ashamed and don't be that guy who says, well, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be in somebody's business. Right? You can't do that. You, you, I'll just say it. He was put there in your path for a reason. You know? and, and it's important that you, you take advantage of the fact that he's there and that you know and that you've heard this and now you can lean in and, and take care of him. So, yeah, and then if you're a guy who's struggling, brother, if you don't raise your hand, and say, you know what, this is beyond me and I need help. I am personally going to drive down there and kick your butt. <laughs> Not really, but... Um, but, uh, but you might. It is, but you might. But I might. But I might. Yeah, I might, depending on how far the drive. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't do it. you got to do it. I'm going to let you take a breath, because you said a lot there. And so, first of all, I'm going to be... I'm, thank you on behalf of the nation for being candid, because I think most guys... Um, they get to roles and leadership they want to put on the facade, right? And I just appreciate you being candid, saying, hey, this impacts me too. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for that. I, I, uh, I'm going to go off script because uh, we kind of had a way we were going to do this, but I, I need to kind of go through a, a couple of uh, points that Helmet brought up. Because first of all, he, he articulated that it happens to him, happens to me, happens to Thrill. If you're out there and you're listening to this, the first thing you need to know is every guy deals with this. It's just we all deal with it on different levels and at different times. And so I, I think that, you know, as I'm kind of looping through Helmet's story, one of the ones I want to bring back is, you know, I have, my family doesn't have a long history of um, mental health problems. We have a long history of alcoholism. And so people die before they figure out there's anything wrong with their brains. And so if, if you're self-medicating, that could also be part of this mental battle, like, that isn't, a, that isn't a normal behavior, but you're probably trying to take care of something else. Um, so I, I, I just, I feel like I have to say that every time we talk uh, the battle. The battle can be a lot of different things, but if you're self-medicating, um, that's not actually a solution. A solution is actually trying to get yourself treatment and get yourself right. So 
Yeah, it's like I feel like, like I have to say that every to, time. No, I'm with you. I think it's like trying to go to a fight with the gun pointed at yourself. Like, it's, it's a bad choice, man. Like, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, uh, Gobbler and I had a really good discussion, and, and, and Gobbler brought up a couple different things that Helmet covered on also right here, which was if we looked at guys and we actually said, you're dealing with an injury, like, if, you know, if guys see me, they want to talk to me about planner because they know I tore my planner a couple of years ago and it was terrible and I was in a boot for six months and they knew I almost, I had a mental battle issue because I was laid up for so long, right? But if we, if we actually said, and we were mature enough with each other to say, hey, we know something's going on and we treated it like an injury, right? And then the other thing that Gobbler said that was so just right on is, don't think you have to fix it by yourself. What you do is you surround yourself, you know, and for those guys who aren't believers, I'm sorry, but the, even biblically what happens is you kind of surround yourself with a team of guys to help take care of somebody. You don't have to do it all by yourself. And so, I, um, you know, I think, I think if we could just kind of change that perspective and see the injury. And then if, if you're a listener, uh, Helmet said a couple things that just really struck with me. One of them is, Continue to post. Like, the splitter is going to definitely, you know, if you don't believe in the devil, uh, you know, if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the devil, um, I'm just going to tell you, just post. Because at least if you get out in the mornings and you do what you can and get your blood flowing and get the endorphins going, it will help offset some of that mental stuff that's going on in your head right now. And that posting is so, so important. and I know some of us are, you know, have addictive personalities, and maybe six days isn't, is too much for you, but go five days, go four days, do it what you can, because we know uh, there are some, you know, um, there, there are some studies that basically can relate your, mental, your improvement to mental health based off your, um, your amount of exercise. And both, you know, running, boot camp, lifting, all those kinds of things will help with that. And then the other one, I, before I hand it back to Thrill, um, the three of us, uh, we post our phone numbers in Slack. We, we want you to find somebody to call. If you're listening to this and you're really struggling, find somebody to call. And if you can't find anybody, call one of us, and we'll, we'll try and help you. But, um, you know, don't, don't think isolating yourself is the answer and that you're kind of some Jack Reacher kind of guy that's going to step out and actually handle it all by yourself. Um, you, you can... You can have that mental image, but it's never going to work. We're, we're all going to tell you, you know, uh, I'm at least middle aged. Thrill's almost fifty. Um, don't try and do grandpas. So, yeah, I was going to say only one of us <laughs> is a grandpa on this call. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, get get after it and try and get you know. Don't try and do it by yourself. So, okay, I'm going to take a breath there. Helmet, thank you again so much for sharing. So many, a lot of a lot of truth nuggets you just dropped on us right there. Thrill, I know, uh, I know we got to work out. we got a bunch of other stuff to go over. Thrill, I'm going to get out of the way. Can you take it from here? All right. Thanks, uh, C-SPAN. Thanks, Helmet, uh, for all that you said and shared there. So uh, just real quick, so um, the reason, again, for Mental Battle Month in March is March 27th is the anniversary that Miyagi uh, lost a good friend of his to suicide. Uh, so that was the reason the, the original workout started. Uh, so we keep that tradition going every year. Um, if you go on at every battle on Twitter, uh, there is a link right there at the top um, that is uh, a link to the uh, workout if you would like to use it. 
Um, you're certainly, you know, welcome to make up your own workout. Uh, you don't have to use ours. Uh, but it gives a lot of uh, stats about mental health. Um, found a lot of interesting ones about the workplace this year that I shared in there as well. Um, but the main thing is just to get together, um, have a workout, and then share. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys don't want to share personal things like that, but um, I, I think these workouts, a lot of times, lot of times guys will um, share what's going on either in themselves or somebody close to them. Um, and then another thing I wanted to share real quick, um, if you wanted to read um, in print uh, some of my uh, story, uh, the new free delete is available on Amazon now. Uh, and I was one of the guys that was chosen, uh, and my essay is in there, and I talk about my uh, some of my life experience as well. Um, so definitely check that out on Amazon now. Um, that's about all I had, C-SPAN. And brother, uh, behalf of the nation, I'm just going to say thank you. Um, Q&A is a difficult topic. Uh, I think we found your D2X, brother. I just uh, appreciate what you do. So um, we're getting on top of the, at the end of the show. Normally how I do this is I kind of say, you got any closing words for the guys and the listeners? And uh, Helmet, why don't we start with you? Uh, any final thoughts, any, any comments you want to leave listeners with? Sure. Uh, you know, I think, to your point, I, I ain't a hard guy to find, right? Uh, it's all over the, the socials and Slack and, you know, whatever, right? So if you need something, find me for sure. But more importantly, find somebody close to you. Find somebody proximate and tell them what's going on and ask that guy and say, look, I'm going to tell you a thousand times I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that or whatever it is and just make me, right? <laughs> just push because I'll just tell you uh, – if you go ahead and act anyway, the behavior will drive the feelings uh, sometimes, right? So to C-SPAN's point, if you can just drag yourself out and get out there, even if it's not a great workout for you or whatever, just get out there and be around the guys. It makes a huge difference. So um, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. That's all my Jerry Springer. Uh, <laughs> didn't he always say it at the end? Right, that's my Jerry Springer. Yeah, that was good. That was good, man. Solid. Uh, appreciate you, Helmet. And then, uh, Thrill, how do you want to leave? The, how you want to leave the listeners? Uh, I'll just uh, leave you. Uh, just as you know, everything that's been said. Um, if you do need professional help, uh, if you are thinking about harming yourself or know somebody that is, um, if if you're on Twitter, go to at Every Battle. Right there at the top is the 800 number, uh, and it will take you right to a professional, and they can help you out. Um, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Every or at Draw Thrill. I made it simple, and then I can't remember it. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, reach out to me if you ever need me. Um, reach out on the um, Metal Battle Twitter account as well, or on the Slack, the Nation Slack as well. Um, and that's all I got. Thanks. Oh, and I forgot something else, and I'm sorry. I'm going through my notes, and I'm forgetting things. Is there a T-shirt this year? Because I forgot that you guys sold like 10,000 T-shirts when you did that one. Are you doing a T-shirt <laughs> this year or not? Well, we did one that's already been closed and shipped out, so it's done. Fair enough. All right. Well, you might want to reopen it because when this airs, I was say, but if 12 oh, more guys are interested, they'll, they'll Yeah, 12 more guys are interested. Yeah, if you call now for the mere price of 29.99, we can get you a mud gear shirt. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get Malco to open up that order for you guys uh, over the next couple of weeks because uh, we definitely want to have something open in March. I'm sure they'll ship in April. But, uh, that, uh, yeah, if you could take care of that thrill, it is great. Always good to talk to you, too. For everybody else, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for being on the roundtable. Thanks, Susan. <laughs>